I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. EdTech company Baijus seems to be running out of moves. It is now planning to offer one-on-one home tuitions for the K-12 segment or the kindergarten to class 12 kids. So, it's only just launched a pilot project in Bangalore and Patna with around a hundred teachers for its tuition program, but it's inviting anybody who is willing to teach. As of now, only maths and science classes are in the offing, with a demo class costing around 500 rupees. And you know, lately, a lot of edtech companies are going offline in the lookout for new ways to sustain their business and stay relevant. I mean, we've seen a full circle. Digital education really flourished when Indian schools were forced to shift to the online mode, but return to normalcy. I mean, the return of physical education really impacted the edtech sector. Many started opening up offline tuition centers. In fact, earlier last year. Byju's too had said it would invest about two hundred million dollars in setting up offline tuition centers, and now it's willing to try home tuitions as well. Clearly, after their fall from grace, this is a desperate attempt to reconfigure their business strategies. Thanks to a slew of acquisitions, this company expanded rapidly to become one of the most popular and also the most valued edtech startups in India. In fact. It had become the world's biggest edtech company during the pandemic, with investors like Sequoia Capital, Tencent Holdings Limited, and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative pouring money into it. That is, until it all crumbled. Its audit report showed that the edtech giant lost five hundred and seventy-seven point four million dollars in fiscal year twenty twenty-one, which is almost seventeen times more than its losses from the year before. What was especially startling was that Baijus' revenues fell during the pandemic when online tutoring companies were riding high, and its rivals were making profits thanks to schools shutting down. The losses in fiscal year twenty one also climbed on account of White Hat Junior, an edtech company it had acquired for three hundred million dollars, which turned out to be a flop. It was unable to repay its loans, and its creditors were knocking at its doors. Thousands of employees were fired. Simultaneously, it had also had to deal with allegations of malpractices from students and parents, allegations that drew the government's attention. But now the thing is, private home tuitions is a thriving unregulated business in India, and tutors who are in the business have already created their niche. So, will Baijus be able to make its place in it? For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you read yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and this is the deep dive for first February, twenty twenty-three. As we record this on the last day of January, anticipation has built up on what Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman has in store for February first. The finance minister will present the union budget for 2023 to 2024 in parliament and it will be the last full budget of the Narendra Modi government which will complete its term next year. The fact that nine states will hold elections in 2023 and PM Modi himself will seek re-election in 2024 adds to the anticipation. 
But this morning, let's talk about the Economic Survey 2023 that was presented by the Finance Minister yesterday. The Economic Survey is a 30,000 feet view of the economy seen through the Chief Economic Advisor's eyes. This is the first full economic survey by the current CEA Ananta Nageshwaran. Although he was a member of the Prime Minister's Economic Advisory Council, he was appointed CEA two days before the Union Budget of 2022. This episode is definitely going to run longer than our usual episodes. But stay tuned till the end because The Signal's co-founder and editor Dinesh Narayanan will be joining us in this episode to slice and dice the economic survey for us. Alright, let's get straight to the key highlights from the economic survey and then we'll follow up with Dinesh's analysis. So firstly, the survey says that the Indian economy has made a complete recovery from the pandemic. It is still buffeted by global headwinds unleashed by the Russia-Ukraine war and China's harsh COVID measures, which led to runaway inflation. But it has fared much better than many other countries. It notes that despite the conditions, analysts, economists and global institutions such as the IMF are forecasting India to be the fastest growing major economy in fiscal year 24. The survey expects the economy to grow at a minimum rate of 6.5-7% to in fiscal year 24. But let me tell you, this will be the slowest in three years. Investment bank Morgan Stanley had predicted this decade to belong to India. CEA Nageshwaran thinks so too. Presenting key takeaways of the survey at a press conference, he said India enjoyed high growth in the first decade of the current millennium because banks had cleaned up their balance sheets in the early years and companies had to reduce their debt levels. This meant that companies were ready to borrow and banks more than happy to lend. It put India on a growth trajectory that was fueled by what is known as a credit cycle. Predictably, because banks were freely lending, companies tanked up on debt. That came to bite in the next decade, which saw growth slow down. It was a classic credit boomer cycle that disrupted the decades of 2011 to 2022, Nageshwaran said. It was also bookended by the global financial crisis of 2008 and 2009 and the pandemic of 2020 to 2022. Now, banks and corporations have again repaired their balance sheets. They should be ready for capital expenditure, meaning banks should lend and firms should invest in building assets. The survey is expecting domestic investment and demand to drive growth. Private consumption as a percentage of GDP stood at 58.4% in Q2 of fiscal year 23, the highest among the second quarters of all the years since 2013 to 2014. The survey also says a rebound in private consumption has contributed significantly to economic growth. So, those were some of the top highlights. But you know what they say, right? The devil is in the details. So, I'll let Dinesh take over from here and analyze the survey report for us. This year's economic survey is a, is a very conservative document. Much of what it says is already uh, quite well known, as well as documented by other analysts, as well as banks and economists as well. But one thing which struck me was that in the past many years, uh, we've seen that the economic survey has uh, comes up with a, at least one new idea, a big idea, which becomes the talking point for many days after that. So um, 
the trend you could say the trend was started by uh, the former ca arvind subramanian when uh, he his the first budget uh, sorry not budget the first economic survey that he headed uh, it it coined the term uh, jam which stood for jan dhan yojana uh, a was for aadhar and uh, m was for mobile basically the idea was that uh jam trinity would be the uh, would form the basis of uh government service delivery and uh, digitization of funds transfers from the government to uh the public now uh that idea it was it was followed up the next year by another one which where the the economic survey tried to map the number of uh, migrants in the country and their movement patterns using um, railway de- data uh, that is purchase of tickets and uh, and the seasonality of of that that was again a very int- which triggered a, a very interesting debate uh, his successor kv subramanian also added his own flourish uh in in the 2019 economic survey he talked about blue sky thinking and behavioral economics he had he had also peppered it with quotes from mahabharata from the upanishads from mahatma gandhi and martin luther king however was uh, devoid of any of those frills it was it was quite austere and and quite matter of fact it did its job very well it it gave us a good picture a good bird's eye view of the economy it pointed out that uh, it pointed out what had happened in the past couple of decades how the credit cycle boom and bust had disrupted um, the economy uh, the economic growth uh, of the last decade between 2010 and 2020 and then uh, it was sort of ended with the pandemic which again uh, postponed the recovery for another couple of years said that it is also hoping that the 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 reforms the new age reforms as it calls them of the past 8 years would uh, would uh, or rather have already laid the foundation for the growth for the next decade it could be right about it but it could also be quite wrong because there are many many other variables and factors that need also to come together for that to happen in india the indian economy to get back to a very high growth path a lot of it uh, has to do with global headwinds uh there is genuine worry uh, which the cea also expressed in his uh, presentation today that uh the the genuine worry is that uh, an accelerated uh, economic growth globally would increase prices of uh, basic commodities like oil and which which will adversely affect india if you remember uh, a year ago uh, palm oil prices had uh, fueled inflation in india food inflation in india similarly fertilizer prices and oil prices all of it had contributed to inflation in india as well if that doesn't happen then i think the cea probably would be proven right if you like listening to the signal daily please show us some support rate and review us on apple podcast and spotify 
We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbury, edited by Venkatanand, mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.